0: Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of The Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of tummy team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome everybody to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast, and this interview is going to be one with one of our online clients, Jenica, and she is going to be sharing um, her story. And I'm going to let her uh, tell us a little bit about her journey. But her journey is uh, includes taking our Core Foundations class and our Floor of Your Core add-on, and we're going to talk about kind of how the core was pivotal to her pelvic floor issues and how the whole thing kind of has come together. So welcome, Jenica. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for <laughs> taking the time to share with me. So I always like for you to just tell me a little bit about yourself, like how old you are, the age of your kids, and just kind of like
1: anything you want to share about your motherhood experience, birth, is, oh. birth and symptoms and stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, I'm 42 years old. Um mom to four children, my oldest is sixteen um and my youngest is almost eight um all of them were full- full term vaginal births um I had the help of a midwife, but not much um coaching um when I was giving birth, so I just gave birth to four giant children and just pushed them out full steam ahead um you had long long Pushing phases, right? About two hours.
0: Two hours is kind of normal for the first baby, but each one of yours, and they were long, really intense pushing phases. Like you were coached to just power through, power through, power through, right? Yes,
1: yes. Yes. Told not to, um, not to be cheesy. Um, And actually, I was actually just being tired, I think, and needing a little break. Uh, Actually, remember um, with my second one, he had some slight, he had slight meconium, and so they were getting us ready for the OR. And I remember thinking. Oh good, then she will get out of my face, the nurse. Like she'll get out of my face, and I can take a break. And so as I got wheeled to the, as I got wheeled to the OR, I thought I was just cheesy through three contractions, and nobody, nobody griped at me. So that's the kind. That poor kid was stressed. I was stressed. It's no wonder he had meconium. So anyway, but yes, I pushed those four babies out with full speed ahead. It was. And then,
0: and then you didn't do a lot of postpartum recovery. You kind of, you told me before that you kind of, (laughs) your,
1: your three months off work was like time to get stuff done around the house. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um, The idea that I've recently just heard of, of resting after each baby and really embracing that time. I remember thinking, wow, that, that's a great, that's a great concept. It's too bad that I didn't embrace that. I can't go back and do it again. It's over with, but that is not at all how my, my, Maternity leaves were at all so
0: yeah so when did you when did you hear about the tummy team and what made you what made it resonate with you like because you're not somebody that heard about us I don't think immediately postpartum you were you know your kids were a little bit older Mm -hmm. so
1: tell me a little bit about that well, I don't remember exactly when it was, um, but I, I was having some stress incontinence and, and I don't even remember what it might've been. Cause I'm a longtime follower of Beth, of Beth and fit to be, and mm-hmm. it might've been on a Facebook group or something like that. But, um, and it wasn't her, it was someone else that had commented that leaking, you know, with, with incontinence wasn't normal. I did think it was, um, mm-hmm. and that something could be done about it. And, and actually it wasn't on one of her, on her Facebook page, because I remember that, that particular woman telling me, if you are leaking, then you need Beth learn and fit to be. And so mm-hmm. that's when I found out about her and her work. And it was through her that I heard of the tummy team. So I cool. knew that I needed more, something more focused. Um, Best stuff is fantastic and her exercises are great. Um, and and all of that is wonderful. But I know I needed something focused and concentrated Um
0: Yeah, a little bit more,
1: more of a rehab
0: approach. Right. And some of that is because you're a nurse, right? And mm-hmm. so there's, once you started to kind of hear, oh, maybe this isn't how it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. I'm sure a little bit of your nurse knowledge went, oh, maybe there's some kind of medical condition mm-hmm. contributing mm-hmm. to this. Um and, and what would that look like if we did that? And then we have birthdays around the same time. And my birthday yes. sale came up mm-hmm. right when you were trying to embrace being 40. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. So actually I had heard about the birthday sale when I was, when I was 39 and I thought mm-hmm. all that year, my gift to myself on my birthday is going to be this program. And I told my husband, I told everybody and he said, I oh, know, whatever. I think that's great. You go ahead and do it. And, and so I was so ready. Actually, it's the whole year was for me. I I got a massage that year. One I was going to get one every three months, but I got one. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, and so but but it the fact that I did the program and then I I did Floor of the Court in that same year. It really was a big year. So yeah, forty doesn't yeah. have to be sad. You know? No, I, I think got it's strong it's a that year. Yeah. For people, I, I think also because you know that you're. Your youngest
0: was about six at the time, I, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. So That's kind of a transition once the kids, all the kids are in elementary school mm-hmm. um, where we kind of start shifting our focus to like, oh yeah, now, now I, I actually, they don't have quite the same level of physical needs. Right. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I don't want to feel like this for the next 20 years. So I better do something now. I think that's a really, a lot of times turning 40 is like this real motivation for a lot of women. I love it when women can come when they're pregnant and right after, but like really anytime. Whatever motivates you to like kind mm-hmm. of take a step because it's an investment in self-care. And I think us as moms, we just um put everybody else's needs first mm-hmm. and ignore like serious symptoms until they become more serious. Did you did having the program be online, did that was that a scary thing for you? were you no, concerned about
1: that? No, actually because I tend towards introversion, so it was and also just with a busy life and the thought of um, having to go to appointments. I mean, it's hard to get my hair cut and it's hard to get mm-hmm. to the dentist and you know, it disrupts life. So, I think it would have been it would have been obviously helpful to have um, in-person meetings, but the online the the online was an awesome option and Missouri's a long way away from Washington. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me okay. about, so you started with core foundations, even though your main symptom that you've talked about so far was pelvic floor related, was stress incontinence. Mm-hmm. Um, you chose to start with core foundations, not floor of your core. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me about why you made that decision. Did we advise you to
1: do that? Or did you just look at the information and think I need to start here? Well, I kind of felt a little tendency towards the core foundation first, um, just because I knew that I knew the two were connected. So I knew I, I, I figured that I probably couldn't go wrong. But I, I do believe that I contacted um, you all and asked, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember it was, a while it, ago. It, it was a while ago, and it was it was good. The the add on a floor of the core was wonderful. Um, I appreciated being able to have that option. Um,
0: right. So I would say that it, one of the most common questions we get from clients that have some pelvic floor issues is which program should I take? Core Foundations mm-hmm. or Floor of Your Core? And um, typically, we encourage people to start with Core Foundations because We have found in our practice that about 85% of our clients with pelvic floor issues are related to functional core weakness and poor pelvic alignment, which is, and then compensation strategies: bearing down, bracing, um, tensing up the wrong muscles, powering through life. And we address all of that in core foundation. So a lot of times we address their pelvic floor without them even knowing we're addressing their pelvic floor because it's so connected. And I think that. Most of our clients are very disconnected from their core muscles, which is something you had mentioned too, but we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that. Um, They're so disconnected from their body and the pelvic floor is our small muscles. They're deep. They're intimate. There's a lot of emotional connection there. I think going directly there sometimes can be overwhelming and people give up. So I like to start with... um, start them with kind of the overall body overall and then and address the pelvic floor stuff in core foundations and then let them know that we have an add-on so they don't have to go ahead and take the whole nother course they could just take the component of floor of your core that goes more specifically into the details of pelvic floor um which is what you ended up doing there are we do have just the pelvic the floor of your core program eight-week program i feel like that's for people that Maybe their pelvic floor stuff is not related um, to immediate postpartum stuff. Maybe they don't really have any other core issues. It's just pelvic floor, and their kids are a little bit older, and they can really focus. I think that's a good way for that to go. Do you feel you feel like that was your
1: experience? Yeah, I do. And if I could go back and do it again, I, I would do it the same the same way. And also, um, I think having the add on too. When I finished the program, I needed. I think I needed the additional encouragement and the additional education. Um, There was a a time, there was a little bit of time passage between when I ended one and started the next one. I didn't go straight into it. I don't believe, it might have been a couple, two or three months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that having then that reinforcement of I've learned, I've learned this, I got a quick overview. And then, you know, then went into the kind of the, the meat and the potatoes of the floor of your core. So. It was good. It was was very
0: good. Tell me one of the things that you noticed early on um, in the Core Foundations process. Like, what did you kind of, what were the the initial impacts of of the
1: program, maybe how we do it, or what we taught you that was like a light bulb moment? Well, um, you had said in the beginning of the program that Um, once, once we started doing the exercises, even though they didn't seem like they were that much, you know, I, they're Mm -hmm. just these, these few little things that I was incorporating throughout my day. And I just thought, have faith, you're going to have faith in this and it's, it's going to be good. And it wasn't, it was within the first week that I remember thinking, oh yeah, this, this is making a difference. I can, I can feel it. And if I can feel it, then then, I must be getting somewhere in the process, so it just reinforced um, what you had said, and that, oh this 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 is going to work out. I need to keep going forward so um I guess that uh, that i I felt some progress, it was tiny bits of progress, but i I think that you had said that that the progress mm-hmm. would be tiny, but that it would keep moving forward, and so that was probably the most encouraging thing. I also mm-hmm. I also feel like I should share too that um, the way that the program is set up to where you have to do you have to do this before you can do that and you only have this amount of time to get this done. Um, I, I think that that was vital for me and getting it done because I wouldn't have I, I would have put it off. Um, I would have found a different time to do week two. I would have done week mm-hmm. two and week six most likely. Um, right. So and the people momentum. people hate that. They Mm -hmm. don't, they just want
0: me to give them the whole program. They could do it anytime they want. Um, I know human nature (laughs) and I know how rehab works. Rehab only works when we do it. And, um, we give you small pieces that are achievable and then the next piece builds on it. So yeah, like you, you get access to the first week of your Con, first week content we encourage you to watch most of it all together at the beginning of the week so you can implement it throughout the week and then the next week your content's going to be available and there is a timeline like it's an eight-week program you got 10 weeks to do it obviously if something comes up we help you with that but the reason that timeline is there is because that's going to set up people for the most success you didn't have a diastasis not much you mm-hmm. had a small two, right. one to have to two finger diastasis mm-hmm. but you checked your tummy you were like it felt what how did your tummy feel oh mushy?
1: yeah mushy um kind of <laughs> puny um soft you know yeah. um like i could i could i could put i feel like i could put my hands all the way through myself mm-hmm. and not not in my in my you know separation just in my yeah the, so was, it was like,
0: how the, like the corset muscle it's supposed to be meaty was just like thin like a deflated balloon mm-hmm. right yeah not a lot of integrity which right. when you think about you know one of the things we talk a lot about is how the core is postural in nature and mm-hmm. how it's structural in nature and our body's a user elusive system so the more you use the muscle the stronger that muscle is and you know your core got stretched out with consecutive babies um and a lot of parenting postures and then just ongoing neglect after that because you just didn't you were disconnected you didn't even know what to do or how to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just giving getting you in the right alignments and giving you the right feedback your body responded almost immediately and i mm-hmm. love it. um mm-hmm. you uh you had taught, told me before that um, the education component of it was um, really key for you. Can yes. you talk about that? Like, I, I know that some people are like, "Gosh, you,
1: you talk a lot, Kelly," um, and there's a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was um, I had I had talked to you earlier about um, how I would interacted with um, or had experience with a previous um, physical therapist, and and. And how that could have been beneficial, but I feel like the education component was probably one of the things that was missing from it. So hearing you um, describe how the body is put together and in many different ways. So you use many analogies um, Mm -hmm. that helped me visualize it. And then when you're doing your exercises and you're imagining zipping or you're imagining, um, I don't know, like the – and we had said this before, but the pelvic floor being a trampoline that makes perfect sense. How it needs to be a trampoline, but mine was a sagging hammock. And <laughs> and the, the i the idea of a trampoline being able to handle a sneeze made perfect sense mm-hmm. to me. If if I right. sneeze, then my 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 um floor should be bouncing right back up instead of you know leaking. It takes the impact,
0: recoils right right it's not it's not it's not supposed to be like a a plank board Mm -hmm. and it's not supposed to be a hammock Mm -hmm. it's supposed to have that that movement Mm -hmm. that elasticity but but in the end it's supposed to bounce back
1: right and um yeah so that was good and then when um I didn't have when I couldn't ask questions I guess this kind of goes back to the whole online thing Mm -hmm. um I'm not a big Facebook user anymore but at the time I did utilize um, Facebook to ask questions and that was great because this is a community of everybody who's been there before and then you were able to answer um, questions as little ones like am I you know am I doing this right or am I doing that because I, I wanted to make sure that 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 my the foundation of what I was learning was really solid so I could build upon that so I, I wanted to make sure that um, i was activating that um, transverse mm-hmm. abdominis and and everything was um, going to be setting me up for success later on in the program so that was good too
0: yeah that our our facebook community uh, we have a private forum for clients that is is very safe and encouraging and there's so many clients as well as professionals that have trained with us and all my staff is on there answering questions mm-hmm. and it, it helps you not to feel alone in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you learn from, you get encouraged by other people's stories and you can encourage other people as well because everybody's at a little bit of a different stage. Um, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things um, for pelvic floor work online that can be really daunting for people is they're like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I'm scared mm-hmm. to start if I need somebody to help me. Um, I totally get that. And I I think in-person pelvic floor work can be really great. I also know that most women will put off in-person pelvic floor work because it's not the favorite thing they want to do. Right. Um, Whereas this being in the privacy of your own home. Mm -hmm. and, And I am a true believer that connection to your body is probably the most important aspect of core and pelvic floor work. And this is not something that somebody else can do for you, but somebody can coach you along the way and can kind of give you, this is how this would feel, this would, how this would feel, you know, and because we've done so much work with in-person clients, the program somewhat anticipates what your questions are going to be. Right. And mm-hmm. kind of, says, this is probably what you're feeling. And these are some strategies and I, and I use lots of different analogies to kind of know like different people like mm-hmm. connect parts of it. And you were even sharing that there are parts that later, like months later you connected to. So let's talk about, let's talk about your transition back to running, which has been yeah. so invigorating to you and you tried and it was you weren't quite ready. So tell mm-hmm. me, tell me about that. Cause you are, you're not like a, competitive runner but you are a leisurely enjoying (laughs) running
1: (laughs) right so i used to be a competitive runner when i was younger much 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 younger and um, i really enjoyed it and i enjoy um i I just enjoy that jump start you get um cardiovascular wise when you just start running instead of walking it speeds things Mm -hmm. up speeds your heart up it speeds the whole thing and for me right now it just speeds up let's get this heart rate up faster um Mm because i got things to do and you know And and it isn't anyway. So I did want to run. I knew that I didn't have to. I knew that I could walk and that would be plenty. um, But I did want to run. And so um, as I started to and I want to say this is probably a year from the beginning. So a year from the beginning of the program, the very first day, um, maybe a year and a few months, um, I tried to run and I. And and actually in Florida, the core talks about building up to running and doing those jumps and whatnot. And I did, and I had prepared for that, but I would leak when I ran. So... Um, I, I. I'd stopped. I did. I. I didn't think I could could do it anymore. Um, but I continued on with uh, the um, exercises uh, in floor of the core and core foundations. I c- continued them on, and um, and then it was that day. I, I. I can't call it a day. Maybe a week over a week that I felt um, awakening up. The muscles were responding. I was doing the exercises and I could feel them deep in inside, but. When the muscles towards the front started to wake up, the muscles that control the the incontinence issues, when those muscles started to wake up, I knew that, oh, wow. And it was like a light bulb went off. It, and I was super excited. I'm pretty sure that was probably a time where I emailed and said, hey, this, this just happened. And, <laughs> and everything that you said makes total sense. But it, it took a year and a half. It took a well, year and a half of pretty consistent exercises.
0: Right. You well, and and there was a lot of disconnect, and there were a lot of different things going on. So one of the things that we, um, one of the strategies that we give clients in floor of your core when we start working on the connection, we do a, a Kegel, but it's a like a form of a Kegel. Kegel is a very broad term for pelvic floor work. Um, and so we, and, and we really look at it for connection and coordination. We're not thinking that the Kegel alone is going to give you strength, but if you can't feel the muscle, you're not going to be able to use it when you're running. Mm -hmm. You're not, and, and it is a structural muscle. The pelvic floor muscles are structural muscles. They're not grippy muscles. They're not clenchy muscles. They're not that's not how they're supposed to be, but there needs to be enough muscle tone to allow for the pelvic pelvis to move and the impact of the organs when you sneeze and you jump and you run. Um, but it also just holds your pelvis together and it holds your bladder in the right spot and it holds your vaginal canal in the right, right area and it holds everything where it's supposed to be. So you have to be careful that you're not just squeezing um, the muscles that are already strong down there, like maybe your inner thighs or your glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also don't want people to just connect to the muscle and squeeze 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 and make really tight muscles in their pelvic floor that leads to a whole another set of problems like a hypertonic muscles. but one of the strategies that we gave you is um which you didn't do early on because you didn't really uh, you know there was a lot of things to do um but you did later was where we tell you to take a washcloth and fold it kind of in three so it's kind of like a menstrual cycle pad thick pad and to sit on that on the corner of your chair so that it mostly just contacts the the perineum from the front does not cover the rectum so the rectum kind of is floating and and because it puts some contact and pressure against the part of the muscle that we want you to reconnect with and everybody knows how to squeeze the rectum. You know, everybody knows how to clench their butt so they don't fart in public. Everybody knows (laughs) how to do that. But it seems like we don't know how to stop peeing when we're laughing, right? And so, and a lot of that is disconnect because of our posture, maybe tilting our pelvis back, clenching our butt muscles, all kinds of stuff. So by sitting on that little washcloth, and then doing the belly breath, the zipping up, the drawing up exercise, you really feel the part of the muscle that we want you to bring your attention to. So to find that balance. And when you started doing that, then you were like, aha,
1: this is Mm -hmm. where we are, right? Well, Uh, it's, it's more like I didn't do it. And I mean, I did it, I did it in the videos. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But when I was out and about in my life, I wasn't coming back to that as a, I don't know, an anchor, I guess. Right. And I was just doing them anyway. But it, so as a result, I think that that's one of the reasons why it took me a year and a half to wake mm-hmm. up. And, but it did. And that's what's the mm-hmm. exciting thing to me is it did. That. Yeah. And it, that was, that was, that was a very empowering moment. So, mm-hmm. um, an exciting moment. So that's when I said, okay, no, I'm going to try this running thing again. And, yeah. um, so that's when I went out and just said, I'm going to run this little bitty bit. And it, running is is too generous of a word because it puts – it's not fair to true runners <laughs> <It was laughs> to, to call it running. It was just kind mm-hmm. of bouncing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, – but I – um, and if I felt the need to go, I was on my own property. We have several acres, so it's private. So I just let her go. And the back of the hip field, I just pulled my pants down. And if there was any pressure, I just peed right out there in the woods.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: and 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 I think that probably wasn't doing a whole lot because there wasn't I wasn't going a lot. But I think it was more for my mind. So I, I wasn't envisioning this full bladder. And I felt some pressure there. So I felt the need to let it go instead of just... I, I didn't want to go on myself, mm-hmm. um, even just a few drops, because it mm-hmm. felt that felt pathological to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt not right, and so uh, it felt more natural for me to pee in the woods than it did to go in my pants. So, um, and then I just pulled my pants back up and away I went. And I, the more I did it, the 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 easier it got, and and the further you could go without having to stop and pee. Yes. yes. So now I can go, I can go a mile without, Mm -hmm. without needing to to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, I also do things like I don't have coffee before I think I'm going to go run, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. I, I have to think about those things. And if I am... If I'm with a friend, then i I can't just go to the bathroom or if I'm running on a trail, uh, mm-hmm. um, I run on one where I know there's a place that I can go um, to the bathroom, but it's getting better. That's the thing, and um, those times of needing to relieve myself are, are almost gone um, with some forethought so yeah, and did you so so
0: did you feel like um, or can you tell that at running? With this new awareness and being really conscious of um, your body's limitations, and not powering past that limitation, do you can
1: you see how running is actually strengthening your pelvic floor? Right. Yes. And actually, that was surprising to me because I had the idea that if you know that constant jarring would would not be good for me, so that that every time my foot hit the pavement um, and my my trampoline got that pressure on it Mm -hmm. that that would be stepping backwards but the more I did it because it felt good it felt good to run and or bounce Mm -hmm. or jog or whatever it is and that I'm doing but it felt good to do that and so I just kept doing it and then lo and behold I feel like I'm stronger so it's Mm -hmm. like the the pelvic floor and the core exercises that have just become a a part of my life. I need to have more of them a part of my life as we've talked. But the ones that I've hung on to and that I do every day and I honestly do when I drive and don't even think about it, um, the running is a layer added to the top of it that is just adding to my strength. And I asked a friend who is a runner and was talking to her about it, and she said, you know, I'm really not surprised at all because running can be a core um, exercise if you are, right. are thinking about it and doing it you, it should be working your core which completely makes sense because we're all we're knitted together um, right our core is is a part of of everything well, really and honestly what is getting the workout when you run it's your heart it's your yes. heart, and it is your core really your yes. legs they are your body mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. and so um i feel that the more i the more I have jogged, the the stronger my 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 core has come. But I also think that that just that it wouldn't have if I wasn't aware of my muscles. If right. my muscles hadn't woken up the way they had with consistent um, um, floor exercises. Well, mm-hmm. that's not the right word. That's okay. Core exercises. Yeah. Then then I don't. I wouldn't. I just would have been out there floppy. And just jogging right. all floppy-like.
0: Well, one of the things that, that sadly, I hear a lot, and we've just discussed this earlier, but um, is that, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of women um, have just settled for the fact that they might leak when they run, and they just put a pad in, and they just keep on running, and they, they don't want to give up soccer. They don't want to give up beach volleyball. They don't want to, um, give up running and they haven't figured out how to solve this problem. So they just kind of settled for it, um, which I, I totally understand. Um, but it's unfortunate because it is your, it, if you continue to run with that weakness, you're reinforcing your body, knowing that it, it doesn't have to support you. It can just, you can just pee your pants. And, and so that's what your body learns. But if you run a little bit and stop before you allow that to happen, then it, it, retrains your body to go, Oh no, no. Running only happens when this is supported. And, and, um, we get, we have a lot of clients that really struggle with the fact that I want them to step back from some of their fitness initially. So we can retrain the muscles so that they are going to have the most benefit of the outcome, right? But Mm -hmm. in the end, it's not about what you can and cannot do. It's about how you can and can do the exercises. And almost, almost every exercise can be a really great core and pelvic floor workout when you have the foundation in place. At the same time, almost every workout, even workouts that are designed for your core and pelvic floor could be detrimental if you're not using the right muscles the right way so it's all about you know having the patience to kind of rebuild the foundation and then kind of piece by piece putting things back together um knowing that we're looking at the long haul um you know i hate for people to settle for wetting their pants. And, you know, that is a, a form of the, the pelvic floor failing a little bit. And if you ignore it, then the failure might become more severe like a prolapse. And mm-hmm. then people are like, oh my gosh, how did this happen all of a sudden? But we, it, it usually isn't all of a sudden, mm-hmm. usually, you know, it's usually like ignoring symptoms until the symptoms become bad enough that you can't ignore them. And I really want people to like understand what their body is communicating to them. So we, so that you can address it as soon as possible and not get to that point.
1: You know, I just had a thought when, because we had talked about this earlier and how I sympathize, because I used to be an athlete. And mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to sympathize with somebody who has worked so hard to gain a certain status or a certain uh, status is the right word, but a strength. And yeah, they, I love to, have mm-hmm. to have to stop doing that um, to focus on this other area that is really important, but maybe not and then they lose ground, and so yeah. they lose ground in this other area, this other area that's big and super important to them. Um, right. And, and then, and then to hear me say it took me a year and a half to get this wake up. I will say as a caveat here that I mm-hmm. am not an athlete, unless you consider parenting an, <laughs> a, an athletic event. Which I, am I not, do. And yeah, and I do things like I sew and I, you know, I read books. If those are considered athletic events, then then I am an athlete. But um, so I I didn't. I think that an athlete that truly is is perform and they're fit. They're fit in all these other areas. You know, if, whether they're a swimmer like you or a runner mm-hmm. or you know beach volleyball, whatever. If your body mm-hmm. is fit, it's probably not going to take you a year and a half. Like it did me, um, right? And it, it's it's not as complicated
0: as people think. That's mm-hmm. the reality. Is um, it's more straightforward than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's absolutely possible. Did you feel? Um, did you? What was what was easy for you in the rehab process, and what was hard for you? Like what what did you think? Oh. I can do this, but, like, oh, I really struggled to do this.
1: Well, oh, uh, I don't I, – honestly, I can't think of anything that was hard. Um, I can't think of anything that was yeah. hard. It, it, it really was – what I can say that was easy about it is that I didn't have to set aside a bunch of time. And, and maybe that sounds kind of lame on my part, but I, I just, I just no, made this insane. a part of every day. And I think that was one of the big the big things about your program. And you said that in the very beginning right off, is you can do this all the time. Uh, the the um, free weight, the hand weight on the bathroom floor to stretch your calf mm-hmm. when you're brushing your teeth. And little things that you, um, these exercises you just build into your life. I mean, when we're driving in a car, and I can do almost... All of them. I mean, mm-hmm. really, right. that's not true. I can do a fair number just driving right. in the car. Um, right, and then it becomes um, a rhythm of your life, and, and and not hard to not hard to work into your day. It, the hard part, okay. The hard part, I guess, would be is to have those hooks to hang. Um, those, those time hooks throughout the day or those event hooks throughout the day that you mm-hmm. have to hang those exercises on. So you remember to do them and right. I, that, that would probably be the most, but just putting post-it note on the refrigerator or, um, the printable that came mm-hmm. with the, the program, you know, I need to do this so many times today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really important to, um, yeah. follow through with because it had to become a habit and something new that I did, um. That I hadn't been doing before. So I can't feel like there were well, certainly weren't any exercises that were difficult. It was probably the rhythm. Would yeah. Be the most important and I think thing. that's the thing for
0: mo- creating a habit for most people. And I think that what I, I try to do, because I, I created the program that I would do um, myself, and um, I, I'm the worst client ever. If you ask me to lay down, I'll almost never do the exercises. And um, if it's not something I can build into the reality of my everyday, busy life, then I won't be very consistent. So I look for strategies that helped me be consistent and I I share those with you guys, right? But I also, the reality is the core strength and the pelvic floor strength that we're trying to establish is functional movement, everything, how you sit in the car, how you work, how you cook dinner, how you take care of your kids, how you garden, how you grocery shop, how you unload the groceries, how you vacuum the floor. These are like, this is how your body needs to be strong for all of those things. More than isolated workouts that you might do in the gym or a fitness. Mm -hmm. That's a portion of your life, but it's a small portion in the grand scheme of things and we need our core to be strong for all of those things and so that's how I really try to help you guys know what is um what is one thing and you kind of you've talked about a couple things but what is one thing that you wished you would have known earlier um that may
1: have changed everything well I wish I
0: had your past self
1: yeah, yeah. So for sure, without a doubt, um, it would be the the before baby self, um, mm-hmm. or and, and that person may not have been so receptive. But even <laughs> even the um, uh, the pregnant self for sure. Mm-hmm. If I had found the the program, even even after the second baby, or mm-hmm. even after the I don't know, even the first one, I would have been in the time in the mindset, but just. If I had known how to push the babies out, I didn't have um, – I only had an epidural with one of them, and it was my third one. So I knew how to push. I could I could feel that movement of pushing the baby out, but I didn't think about core strength. I just – I don't even know what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But well, if, I had, down. if I had had some education, mm-hmm. um, it would have been – that would, that's be, that would be what I changed for sure.
0: Yeah, I would say that that is such a common thing that we hear. You have so many clients that said, oh my gosh, I wish I had known this when I was pregnant or mm-hmm. before I was pregnant. But a lot of times it's like, I wish I had known this information while I was pregnant so that I could have supported my core and pelvic floor a little bit better during the pregnancy and could have had the coordination for the pushing phase. And then also the immediate knowledge of how to rehabilitate my body Mm -hmm. postpartum because a lot of inadvertent damage that happens to mamas is that powering through their their postpartum phase you know Mm -hmm. it's like not allowing their body to heal from this transformative event Mm -hmm. you know um and i feel like that um you know we you you know what you know until you know something better so I feel like yeah, the further we can go back, then it just eliminates a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, we're trying. We're trying to help people well, get solution sooner.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think to myself, how could how could I make it better? Well, I have a daughter, and hopefully three mm-hmm. um, potential daughter in laws in the future, and wow. um, God willing, and you know, it's hopefully then I can help. Um, that postpartum period of of when my grandbabies are born, maybe I can yeah, do something to help and and to, to rest, you yes, know. And, and help to helps them. That, that's
0: that's mm-hmm. important. That this right. the expectation um, that we put on women, um, mm-hmm. and that we put on ourselves, honestly, um, to just power through and just mm-hmm. everything. Uh, I we say, um. We say a lot here that most most of the pelvic floor clients we have have a a, a pretty um, consistent background of powering through life. Yeah. Um, it seems to be a very consistent um, personality trait or lifestyle coping skill that they just power through, power through, power through. And it seems to be probably the most across the board consistent um uh, you know, thing that we see um, in our pelvic floor clients and mm-hmm. and then we look at what what messaging are we giving women um, that makes them feel like that's what they have to do. Um, mm-hmm. And my hope is for everybody to understand that you know um, pain, um leakage, Like some prolapse symptoms, like all of these things are are your body's not broken yet. It may feel broken. It's not broken. It's communicating to you that it's saying, "Hey, something's not right. Can you please help me fix this?" And but for most of us, it's kind of like Chinese somebody speaking Chinese in in a a different room, and we just don't even see it. And that's something I say a lot, but. I want to be the interpreter so you know, oh, that back pain is because you your pelvis is tilted back and you've been pushing too much and your hamstrings are really short, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to look at that. Or we were talking with you, you have some hip stuff on the one side that you held your babies on, you had big babies, you hiked your hip for years, and now you maybe that hip you always sit on one foot you always Mm -hmm. cross a certain way and it just reinforces that muscle imbalance and so then you go to run and you're out of balance and something else has to grip to help you there so you know I just want every client to like be a, a conscientious owner of their own body, you know, and, and that we can respond to what our body's saying. And that's what we try to help you with in the program that you become your own therapist in a way. You mm-hmm, mm-hmm. understand, oh, it's saying this. If I did this, oh, it's gone. I can fix that, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like you've really embraced that. I also feel like, you know, being a nurse with your background, you're going to have opportunities to share. You know, it's hard to not share um, what you know once you know it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you don't, you care about people. You don't want people to suffer. So even just this, you sharing your story today mm-hmm. is so powerful because somebody else is going to hear your story and go, Oh, I thought I'd never be able to run. Or I thought I always had to do this. Or I thought, you know, my kids are six and seven It's too late for me, but it's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, your body has the capacity to heal and it's
1: amazing. It is. And when you had said that it's a um, thought that, um, jumped into my head when you said broken. Um, it's not broken, but sometimes it feels like it is broken. But yeah. even broken things can be fixed. So yeah. our bodies are amazing. How I mean, you can break something like literally in your body, right. and it heals. That's that's pretty great. Right. And and we're just talking soft tissue stuff here. So so right. this, stuff, this stuff can be made stronger. It's designed to to get stronger. And so that's that's pretty great. So and and it's- And it's not a
0: cosmetic issue. It's not a like sweep under the table issue. These are significant things. Um, You know, it's significant. Um, You should be able to run on your property without wetting your pants. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a a reasonable goal. Um, (laughs) We're going to finish up. Is there Mm -hmm. anything else that you would like to share that we didn't talk about? Anything that you feel like if you could tell somebody something you'd like to share about your story, about the program, or about
1: anything? No, I can't think of anything. I, I tell I tell lots of people. So at work, if, if there's somebody that is, you know, this is a symptom or that's a symptom, well, there's there's a pretty easy answer. So it just requires a little bit of effort. And the, and the fact that the program is available is pretty awesome. So yeah. um, it, it makes something that, so if you take a, a a leaking issue, or you take a, a diastasis um, issue, and you think to yourself, okay, how am I going to navigate health insurance? How am I going to ha- navigate finding someone who specializes in this? And that seems very daunting, and maybe something that you just say, well, I'm just not even going to deal with it. But the fact that the program is available, and you can, it's just, its it really is a blessing. So, you yeah. know, it, it cuts out a lot of the Um, confusing part and puts it right in your face and this it's straightforward and you just start at the beginning and you go all the way through and you incorporate these things in your life and it works so i think it might have been you that had said in the beginning to have faith in the program and Mm -hmm. i thought how do i have faith in something that i i how am i supposed to have faith well i I bought the program, so I'm going to have the faith. I'm committing to this. So, right. and I did, and, and, and I, it, it was, it was, this, this has been the single biggest life changer for me, um, personally, um, my children, obviously my husband, there's lots of things that have changed my life, but this one is, this is impacting me and my body and uh, my health. So it's, it's been the, it's, it's been the biggest blessing for that for sure. So I'm grateful and I I
0: thank you so (laughs) happy. It makes me so happy. You know, um, we do this work because um, I've had uh, such tremendous healing in my own life. And it's hard to not share that with people. And I know that people are struggling to find the right people to help them. And it is hard to have faith in something you don't know. But that's why we try to encourage people to trust that we've been doing this is our specialty. This Mm -hmm. is what we do. This is what we Mm -hmm. do. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, we'll help you every way we can. All Mm -hmm. right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this with us and, um, I'll let you know when this is going to air. Okay.
1: Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for
0: joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow The Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.